Let's do it. John chapter 4, verse 27 says this. At this point, his disciples came and marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat, which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has someone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there is still four months and then the harvest come? Behold, I say to you that, uh, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this saying it is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. I want to talk to you this morning uh, from this thought. And it is a kingdom encounter, a kingdom encounter. As we close out this series today, let's pray together right here. Father, in Jesus name, I give you honor and glory. And I ask today that you would speak clearly to us, that you would unveil, uncover, uh, lift up to us that which you'd have us have us know that we may become better people better kingdom citizens better believers better christians for you so i pray for a fresh anointing to convey the pictures that you have impressed in my heart so i ask today that you would think through my mind speak through my mouth give me clarity of thought agility of wit allow me to talk in the power of the holy ghost in jesus name Amen. A kingdom encounter. So guys, my plan today was to uh, recap for you the, um, I was going to recap the sermon series that we have been doing, you know, every week, but I'm not going to do that. Y'all do that. Y'all go back. If you've not heard the sermon series, or if not, if you missed anything in the series called Kingdom Loading, please do that. Um, but overall, I want you to understand that uh, as we step into a place, wherever we go, the kingdom of God should be loading. All right. And um, God is ready to use us and the gifts of the spirit are there for us to you. So go back and listen to all those sermons, starting with kingdom loading. And, um, I want you to go back and take some time to marinate, uh, to marinate with that. I was sharing with the, a brother, uh, of mine who is, uh, in St. Louis about it. And as he was talking about, Hey man, what should I be doing? And where am I? I had a great time to talk to him about that. And he said, I'm gonna go back and listen to all of these um series i want to shout out to our member of the month watch this uh mandala jones member of the month he's gonna get a kick out of this when he watches he watches on youtube uh yeah that's for you mandala so anyway um so go back and listen to it but today i want to close out our time together and i want to look at this text in john chapter four okay now um john chapter four is a very popular um, text of scripture, a very popular story. And for those, I don't want to take for granted that everybody knows it. So I'm gonna give you a high level. Okay. 
Will that that don't congratulate Mandela Will. I'm just playing with him. Don't don't congratulate him. There's no such thing. Remember the month is not a thing. But yeah, don't don't congratulate Mandela. Okay. So listen. So here's the high level of John chapter four. John chapter four. Uh, Jesus and his disciples are headed to uh, another place, another city. But Jesus says to them, I have much need to go through Samaria. Okay. Um, based on where they were headed, some going through Samaria was the long way. Okay. So I'm giving y'all the high, the high level so I can get to down here to where we started reading. Um, but Jesus says, I have, I have need to go through there. And not only was it the long way to where they were going, it was Samaria. It was the land of the Samaritans and Jews and Samaritans did not get along. Okay. The thing I love about um, what I'm understanding about God in this season um, and, and the age that I am and as long as I have been studying the word of God and preaching the word of God, I am in a season where I'm feeling like I'm understanding more and learning more. Because I do believe that as much as you read the word, even in reading the same scriptures, based on where you are in life, God will open and uh, unlock some new understandings. As much as I have uh, preached this text and read this text from several different angles and vantage points, uh, even now, based on where we are in the world, and not just where we are in the life, in my life or just where I am in my life, but where we are in the world, the dispensation of grace that we're in. I believe that God is calling the body of Christ back to kingdom focus. That's what I believe. And um, that's where I sense what I sense in the Holy Spirit. And so as I read this text, I am seeing God say here that if we're going to have kingdom mindset, if we're going to have um, this kingdom encounter, we have to look at the, the teachings and the, what I like to call the templates of Jesus. And these templates of Jesus uh, in the text, as we go back, we got to look at the model. So here's the model. Jesus says, I know it's the long way. I know it's out of uh, it's out of order, if you will, because culturally Jews don't get along with Samaritans. He says, but I need to go through Samaria. Why? Because what, as we read the text, as you start reading the story from one, you'll find out that when Jesus gets there, they stop at a well. Nobody is at the well. The disciples go into town to get food. Where we started reading is the pickup part where they got back to him. Okay. But he's sitting <laughs> at the well. And when he uh, is sitting at the well at the hottest part of the day, a woman comes with her water pot. She is coming to get water for her household duties, washing, cooking, drinking. That's what that was about. Okay. But Jesus has a kingdom mindset. Now, let me go a little bit deeper. I know I'm moving fast, but let me go a little bit deeper here. What we're finding in this text is that Jesus now, uh, what has been prophesied is that this message or this gospel was not just to the Jews, but it would also go to the Gentiles of which the Samaritans were Gentiles because Jews and Gen Jews and Samaritans didn't hang out together. They didn't work. Listen, they were all believers of God, but the, the issue that they had was where to worship. Jesus addresses that with the woman. All right. Y'all go read that. But what Jesus is teaching me here is that, Tim, if you're going to have a kingdom mindset, there has to be compassion enough to put your, yourself in a situation where you can cause people to have a God encounter. Think about this. Uh, the way we operate these days, y'all, Christianity is a thing of convenience for us. Because we'll say stuff like, yeah, I don't mind sharing Jesus Christ, but they got to come to me. They got to want it because I don't want to force it on nobody. You understand? I, I got to, I, I, you know, so I'm going to wait for them to come. And Jesus teaches in this text that the kingdom mindset is that we do not wait for them. We wait on them. 
What do, you, what do you mean, Tim? Yeah, we don't wait for them to come. We insert ourselves in situations so when, we, when they get to that place, we're already there waiting on them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've been waiting on you to get here. So Jesus sat at the well. When this woman comes to the well, they start talking. She, he was like, hey, can I have some water? And she was like, you talking to me? You do realize Jews and Gentiles don't roll like that, right? Yeah, you, you, you say you want some water, but you don't have anything to dip with. And Jesus says, listen, if you really knew who you were talking to, this conversation would be flipped. You'd be asking me for water. And she was like, what do you mean asking you for water? You don't even have anything to dip with. <laughs> so the story gets, gets deep. And so he starts talking to her about her life. Y'all go back and read it. I don't want to get into it. But what I appreciate about Jesus and one of the things that the disciples don't understand when we pick up the text, they are wondering why he why is he talking to a woman? Because in that day, men and women didn't talk publicly, not even husband and wife. OK, so listen. Jesus was breaking cultural barriers. He was one talking to a Samaritan. He was two talking to a woman. You can flip it if you want, whatever works. But he was breaking the norm. And Jesus, the Lord started talking to me this morning about this. He said, Tim, listen, there has to be a time when you lay down the culture of where you were born. Listen, so that you can operate in the culture of where you belong. What? Jesus was a Jew. In order to lay down, in order to talk to this woman who's a Samaritan, he has to lay down the culture of where he was born, Jew. But he had to pick up the culture of where he belonged, which was the kingdom of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, that part. And this is the part that I think we struggle with because we're so busy being a part of culture operating in where we are born that we forsake the operating of where we belong. You brother, you sister are a kingdom citizen. Are you hearing? You just so happen to be African-American. You just so happen to be European-American. You just so happen to be Hispanic, Latinx, uh, um, um, Asian-American. You just so happen to be that. If you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, been washed and blood bought, you got to understand that although you were born here, you are not a part of this. You were born here, but you do not belong here. And when you understand that, listen. It causes you to stand in the middle of some issues. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know y'all weren't ready for this. One of the most challenging things that I'm finding um, uh, today in being a pastor is having to have conversations about everything that's going on in the world today. From war to gun violence, listen, to the political climate, OK, one week we got to deal with why does God allow this stuff to happen? And all these these people get killed and all these babies get killed. And then we had to deal with uh, now I've got to deal with the, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Y'all, my pastor, what this got to do with everything? Because what Jesus is teaching me by sitting at this well, waiting on a Samaritan woman is that Jesus is teaching me that kingdom encounters sometimes will cause you to lay down what you where you were born, pick up where you belong, listen, and be the source of reconciliation. I got to stand in the middle of a situation. Listen, kingdom minds says that you can't take sides. Sometimes you got to just stand in the middle. Oh, I know. I know why you why what? You, you got to take, listen, who's going to be the person if somebody decides to have an abortion, but then walk out with the emotional pain of the decision, walk out with guilt or shame, who's going to be the one in the middle that reconciles them to God? 
If somebody says, I'm not going to have an abortion, but I'm going to have the baby, but I don't even want this baby. I'm going to put the baby up for adoption or get a baby to my mama or my auntie, but I'm still carrying around guilt, shame, and I need to be healed. Who stands in the middle to restore such a one? Brothers, brethren. Ah, look how y'all looking at me and see the challenge is we want to take sides and kingdom kingdom mindset says I don't always take a side because the kingdom says whether you make this decision or that decision there's going to need to be some healing that happens and somebody got to be like come to Jesus Jesus catches a woman or the, the, the community catches a woman in adultery and because they caught her, they wanted to stone her. But they wanted to stone her, listen, because they hadn't been caught. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And sometimes you got to stand in the middle of a thing. And Jesus stood in the middle. He says, I tell you what. Here's the deal. I ain't condemning nobody. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to bring some grace to the table. And I'm going to look at it this way. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Let's talk about it. Yeah, y'all caught her, but ain't nobody caught y'all. But that doesn't mean because you ain't caught, you didn't. <laughs> doesn't mean because you hadn't been caught that you didn't do it. So then let's just talk about sin. If you don't have it, go ahead with it. Kill her. But if you do have it, Think about what you're doing. He looks down. He writes on the ground. They leave. He looks up and says to the woman, where are your accusers? They don't condemn you and neither do I. But then with the grace, listen, the grace was the tool that he used to open the door. And then he says to the woman, now let me, since I've opened the door, give you some very uh, important eternal instructions go sin no more because somebody has to stand in between that's a kingdom mindset I know we ain't ready but the devil tells you choose you got to be on somebody's side and I'm telling you you don't know I'm telling you that as a kingdom citizen kingdom loading that we got to stand in the middle of some situations. I know. I've heard the argument. Murder, killing, I get it. I've heard the argument. What about the person that do it because they just simply don't want the child? What I'm telling you is, I'm pro-kingdom. And what I know is, whether they choose life or otherwise, both decisions in that situation it's going to need some healing and some reconciliation and somebody has to hold out the hand of grace to say, regardless of what the decision was that you made, God still loves you. Now, I know you don't hear me talk about stuff like this because we got to stand in the middle. And so Jesus laid down where he was born in order to operate where he belonged and that was kingdom did i just preach a whole sermon but still ain't got to my notes yet i did so let me see if i can run on okay so now jesus has this encounter with this woman where we pick up in the text is that his disciples jesus disciples come back to him with food see him talking to a woman uh they're having a conversation about uh you know, Jesus, why are you talking to this woman? What's going on? But none of them got the nerve <laughs> to ask him. <laughs> Smart. So the text says she, after having this encounter with Jesus, leaves her water pot, runs back to the city. So in this text, in this particular encounter, there are two lessons here that I want to hit really quickly that. Uh, I believe that these two uh, lessons reveal themselves to us. And here, here are the lessons. I'm going to give you, here it is. Uh, one lesson is what we should do because we've met Jesus. 
one lesson. The second lesson is what should uh, what we should resolve because we've met Jesus. Okay, two lessons here in this part of the text that I want us to see. All that other stuff I just said to you was intro. I just wanted to bring you uh, into the text, you know, into the world of the text, so you could see what was happening. But there's two things that we need to uh, to talk about, and it's going to be real quick on these. Um, that you this lesson brings up to us, this text brings up to us what we should do because we met Jesus and what we should resolve because we met Jesus. Okay, now the woman meets Jesus and after having this conversation with Jesus, the text says in verse 28, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to Jesus. What has happened is because this woman has had an encounter with Jesus, a real kingdom encounter, it pushed her to do something. Okay. It pushed this woman to be a witness. And let me say this to you. Real encounters with Jesus push us, lead us, uh, encourage us to be witnesses. Okay, that's what it does as a result. So here's what she did. So if, if anybody who says to me, Pastor, I don't know how to witness, it's kind of uncomfortable. This woman gives us a three point training session on how to witness. Are you ready? Number one, she said, come and see. Woo, how simple is that? She said to come and see. Okay, so here, here, here is every Sunday, Christ-centered church, Christ-centered nation gives you a talking point for come and see. Every week, you should be telling somebody, hey, let me tell you what's going on. I want you to come and see what you should be saying is come here. My pastor, he dope. Look how y'all looking. Uh huh. Look, how, come here. My pastor, he got something to say. Trust me. He's going to illuminate the word. Come here, my pastor. She said, come and see. She had an encounter with Jesus and she didn't have to take the weight of anything. But what she did first was come and see a man. And what I'm saying to you is that we got to get to the place, kingdom people, that we are pointing people to Christ, pointing people to where they can add value. Listen, if you believe that this platform every Sunday is adding value to your life, why haven't you said, come and see? Why haven't you clicked and sit? Come on. We need to be inviting people here. I'm sorry. Everybody needs to be hearing this kingdom loading series. Everybody needs to be um, jolted into the fact that we are in a harvest. We'll talk about that in a minute. And so she runs out and she says, come and see. And so what we have given you every week, you get these links, you get these text messages with the links on them, what you should be doing is forwarding them to your network. That's your come and see. Look how you're looking. But you come over here and eat good. You come over here and then go back to your circle and sound like the deep one because you're saying all my stuff, which I'm fine with that. Say it all. But then tell them about the encounter, but invite them. So she says, come and see. Here's number two. Then the text says she offers a personal, her own personal experience. Come and see a man who is personal experience told me everything I've ever done. Personal experience. She says, my life has been a mess. I got some history. I got some bad stuff. He asked me about my boo and my boo ain't even my husband. Come on. And he got into all of my business. Come and see. Invite. 
a man who told me everything that I'd ever done, personal experience. What is your, your personal experience with Jesus? What is it? What is your, what is your, let's say for the business people out there, what's your elevator pitch? Come on, it should be ever changing. Because he has brought you so far. He's done so many things. You should be able to roll it for, for, for those of us who remember a Rolodex. You should be able to roll and say, oh, okay, for finances, I got these many testimonies. Okay, for healing, this. For emotional mess, this. For forgiveness, this. Come on. Come on, for protection, this. We got so many things that we could be sharing about our personal experience. So she said, come and see, number one. Number two, she gave a personal experience. He told me everything I've ever done. Here's number three, she says. I love this. She puts a question in the mind of those who are invited. She said, could this be the Messiah? <laughs> in other words, she says, could this be the thing that you're looking for in your life? So she just taught us how to witness. Come and see, invite. Here's what he did for me, personal story. And then she leaves him with a question. Could this be the thing that you're looking for? I mean, come on, what you got to lose? Come on and check it out. You've been searching, you've been wondering, you've been falling over yourself, everything's around you falling down. Could this be the thing that could change your life? She gives us a three point workshop on how to witness. Invitation, personal experience, ask a question. I could go now. Peace. I mean, really, it's right here in the text. But here's what I love about this. A real kingdom encounter goes and shares it with whomever. Why are you saying that, Pastor? Because these people don't like her. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about real kingdom encounters, because what we like to do as Christians we like to talk to and deal with people who makes it easy for us. My friends, oh, they ain't saved. I talk to my friends, you know, I love them. We hang out anyway. We go to the club together. We whatever, whatever. Yeah, but it, it can't just be those people. We got to get in a spot where we are witnessing and sharing and inviting any and everybody. What do you mean they didn't like her, Pastor? Listen, here's the bottom line. This woman supposedly was loose. I mean, when you go back in the story, you'll find out that she had five husbands. Jesus says, you got five husbands. You've had five husbands and the one you with ain't yours. She got a history. Her history is so varied that the women in the city don't like her, which is why she was coming to the well around noon by herself. Custom is all the women of the city or the village get together and go to get water early in the morning before it gets hot. Well, because she didn't want to deal with them and they didn't want to deal with her. She let them y'all go ahead on about your business. Y'all don't like me. I don't want to deal with y'all. So I'll go out here at the hottest part of the day by myself. I love Jesus because he interrupts her alone time. He interrupts her ability to be okay with rejection. And he brings her into a moment that he connects her, even though she's out there because she has been disconnected. That ain't what I'm talking about. So anyway, this woman goes back and she, listen, she witnesses to Jesus, to people who don't do her anyway. Think about it. If she has a reputation of a loose woman, and she goes back to the city and saying to the men, come follow me out here to this other man. Come on. So the text shows us that she exemplifies a response, listen, to a real encounter. So not only does she, do, does she witness, and we got the points right there, I want you to see this. The reason she came, the purpose for which she came to the well was to get water. Are you hearing me? But the text says that she left after talking to Jesus, she left her water pot and went to the city to witness. Why? What she did was she left her purpose at the feet of Jesus. Come on. 
in order to go and witness to other people. Here's what I want you to see here. A real kingdom encounter with Jesus should, number one, cause you to leave your purpose at his feet. Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, about that. See, some, some of our challenges, we say we met Jesus, but we want the part where Jesus just meets me and talks to me. And no, real kingdom encounter says you leave your purpose at his feet. Here's number two, because I got to keep it moving. Number two, real encounter with Jesus, the real kingdom encounter should cause you to share your encounters with others and bring them to Jesus. Bottom line, leave your purpose, pick up his, okay? That's lesson one. Remember, there's two lessons here. Lesson one is what we should do because we've met Jesus. The second lesson in this text is what we should resolve because we know Jesus. So I do want you to see this here. On one side of Jesus, let's say Jesus is standing here on one side of Jesus. There's this woman who leaves her water pot. She leaves the purpose for which she came all the way outside of the city, left her purpose at his feet to go and witness and bring others to him. She has just met him. Sometimes you can almost question if your meeting Jesus really took or not based on how you witness. Uh-huh. She goes. Now, on the other side, though, we have the disciples. The disciples know Jesus. They are walking with Jesus. And Jesus chooses this. I love the way John writes this because there's a lesson on both sides. Those who just meet him and then those who know him. Let's look at those who know him. The disciples rode up on him and um, they got this food and they said to him, uh, they urges him to uh, to eat. In the meantime, the text says, verse 31, his disciples urged him saying, Rabbi, eat. But he says to them, watch this. I have food to eat of which you do not know. They tripped out about that, wondering, uh, did somebody bring him something to eat? What, what is he like? You know, like Jesus be talking in these codes, right? They were thinking, well, maybe he was trying to say somebody brought me something to eat. But instead, Jesus says, I have food that you know not of. Riddles. Does that mean he ate? What does that mean? So then he goes in further in verse 34 and he says to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Now, let's stop right here. So what Jesus does Jesus brings a kingdom quality of life to our attention. Those who know him. In other words, Jesus says. I get satisfied. By doing the work of God and finishing that work, we cannot overlook that. We cannot overlook the satisfying and fulfillity and for fulfilling quality, the satisfying and fulfilling quality of working for the kingdom. I got to stop right there, though, because in a culture that wants more. Kingdom citizens need to re remember that doing the work of the kingdom brings satisfaction. That is what Jesus is teaching us. I ain't finished with it yet, but I want to let that sit for a second. Doing the work of the kingdom, serving the master, being used of God. Listen, all the all the, the uh, gifts of the spirit that are available to us. We just got to be willing. And when we step into it. When we step into it. We will find that we'll have what we need. Remember, I did a talk a few weeks ago called what we need when we need it. But there is a satisfaction that money can't bring, that stuff and things can't bring. Jesus says there's a satisfaction. Doing the work and finishing the work will bring to our lives. But there's more. Watch this. 
verse 34 really highlights something, guys, that I do want to I want to say to you and I'm going to leave it alone after this. This is it. This is my last little point. And I'm done. So we're talking about the fact that we should resolve a thing because we know Jesus. Okay, Jesus says, y'all, I got food that y'all don't know about. There's something that satisfies me when I serve. Now, I want you to hear this in context. I find it interesting that this particular nugget, verse 34, comes up at the place of the disciples who are trying to care for Jesus and love on Jesus by making sure he has something to eat. Hear me. What they are doing shows that Jesus, we love you. Okay, you wanted to stop here because you had an assignment. Got it. We love you. We don't want you to have to worry about getting anything to eat. We want you want you to know we got you. We got this food here for you. It's time to eat. At the place that we're looking at their care and love for Jesus, Jesus brings up the fact that what satisfies me is to do the work and finish the work. Watch this. Verse 34 thoroughly connects the love of Jesus with doing the work of God and completing it. Let me say it again. Verse 34 connects thoroughly the thought of if I love Jesus, I should be working for God and I need to finish the work that I started. I want you to hear me. It's there. You're like, Pastor, I don't really see it. Yeah, listen. Don't say I love you, Jesus, and not work for the king, not do kingdom work and not complete the assignments that he gives you. That's what Jesus is saying. If you love me, this is what you'll be doing. No, Pastor, I don't think that's what's in there. I hear y'all. I just don't see that plainly. Okay, let me help you. We're in John four, right? So now let's go to John chapter 21. I want you to see it and then I'm finished. Chapter 21, verse 15 and 17. This is right before Jesus is about to be taken away. He's already, uh, when I say taken away, meaning caught up. He has already gone through crucifixion. He has come out of the tomb. And it's at the end of the day, at the end of his time here on earth. And Peter has already uh, denied him, or like I like to say, betrayed him. And in the moment of bringing Peter, reconciliation, Back into the fold, here is what he said. Watch. John chapter 21, verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. So Jesus said to him, do the work, feed my lambs. Keep going. Verse 16. He said to him again, a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, uh, he said, uh, you know that I love you. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. So he says to Peter, do the work, tend to my sheep. He said a third time, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. Jesus said to him, do the work, feed my sheep. Hear me, y'all. If we have really had a kingdom encounter, and if we say we love Jesus, what should be happening right now, if you really love Jesus, Jesus says, if you love me and you want to take care of me, do the work of my father and finish it. Now, pastor, tell me, tell me, tie it all together. Here we go. In this text, Jesus ends this by saying to them, listen, y'all. He says, y'all would say, when you look around you, y'all, this is what he says to his disciples. Y'all would say, uh, in about four months, harvest would be ready. 
And Jesus says, I say to you, open your eyes. The harvest is now. Because what he's saying on one side, this whole message is this. If you're going to have an encounter with me, you should be number one, going out to witness. Here's number two. Number two, you should be resolved to do the work of my father and complete it. He says to his disciples, y'all, open your eyes and see that the harvest is white. What he was saying to them is, we are standing here in Samaritan territory. Samaritans who don't even like Jews. But look at this woman and the train of people following her out here to meet me. The harvest is now. Listen, he says to them, you've heard it said that one will see, uh, one will sow and the other will reap. He says, what I'm telling y'all is you are in the land. You're in the season of reaping where you have not sown. You didn't do the work to get these people here, but you can do the work to bring them in. Christ in nation. Listen to me. And what has been going on in America in the last two months alone, let alone two years. That is the labor. But God says, open your eyes. The harvest is now. People are reeling from death, disease, economic strain. Come on. And the harvest is now. And the challenge is we are so busy posting about what's happening at the gas pump that we are not telling anybody about how God is sustaining you in the midst of this. What you should be telling people is, listen, come see. My pastor told us months ago that this was happening and he got us ready for it. And you're wondering why I'm not complaining about paying $80 in my tank because God prepared me months ago for this. Man, I'm preaching real good. Kingdom loading. Kingdom loading. You were ready for this. And so now people who are straining, who are worried, don't be distracted by Roe versus Wade. Don't be distracted by who's taking personal decisions and all of that. Don't be distracted by that. Because the truth of the matter is, if them same people that's mad about it or, or standing on one side or the other, here's the deal. If they go to the gas price, go to the gas station, they upset because of what what the judges just did. The Supremes just did had nothing to do with how much money they spending on food and gas. Because some of this stuff is just a smoke screen. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so God has been giving us what we need to draw. We've had an encounter with him, but real kingdom encounters says that I go out and I invite real kingdom encounters. Says that I resolve that I'm going to work for the kingdom. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? Where are you? Where are you? Some of the stuff, y'all, that we have been dealing with and struggling with, I just feel like we need to hand that to Jesus. Let him, let him deal with that. But we got to do the work. And when we do the work, what God is saying is, I'm going to satisfy you. I'm going to fulfill you. There's some people in your life. There's some people that you know. There's some people that you don't know. There's some people that don't even like you that needs to hear about your encounter. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Y'all with me this morning? Kingdom loading. The whole purpose for this time in this series 
them about your encounter. Tell them. I look at my cousin Will, who's on with us every every uh, every Sunday. Will went through a hard times a few years ago where we lost his wife, my cousin, like suddenly, unexpectedly. Can you hear me? Okay. And what I've seen through this is that he has allowed that thing to push him closer to God. And so what has to happen is we got to make sure. Okay, y'all, I adjusted my mic. Thank you. Um, we got to make sure that the things we go through, I was saying that my cousin Will lost his wife unexpectedly a couple of years ago. And I've seen how he has run after God to help him through this. And what I'm saying to you is God will allow you to use the hard moments of your life to bring you to a place where you can touch other people's lives behind it. That's what he wants from us. He wants to use. He wants to use everything in our lives. To reach other people. Are y'all with me? Real kingdom encounters. A kingdom encounter don't have nothing to do with you getting a promotion on your job. <laughs> Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah. yeah, it has nothing to do with you hitting the lottery. Don't have anything to do with, you know, coming into a big house or all the stuff that the world wants to say. Look at what God did. Yeah, God did that. I hear you. I mean, you give him you. But he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. But that's a whole nother sermon. But but real kingdom encounter should produce a heart of compassion. For other people. That's what Jesus did. Jesus says I need to go the long way. <laughs> so I can encounter a Samaritan woman. And bring her into a relationship with the kingdom. Listen, y'all, I'm finished here. I appreciate y'all so much. I appreciate you all so much. My prayer for you is that you step into this kingdom agenda where the rule of God is running rampant, rampant in our lives, in your life every day. That's the kingdom agenda. If you've met him, witness. If you know him, work. Have a resolve that I'm going to get the work done. All this in and out, up and down. This season in my life, I'm on fire for God. The next few seasons, I'm not as on fire for God because I'm mad. Look how you look. Yeah. So. Listen, if you're here today, you need to make a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ. All the information is right there on your screens in the chats to help you get plugged in. If you need salvation, text New Life. If you want to join Christ Center and be a part of Christ Center Church, Christ Center Nation, you could join right there. Text connect to that number. Listen, I love y'all. I appreciate you so much for hearing the word of God as we close out this series. Invite somebody. Now listen, when I say to you that we have given you and are giving you and will continue to give you what you need to say, come and see. See, I'm not going to put that on you by yourself. We send links. It's out there on Facebook. It's on YouTube. We change our, uh, we change and put it in a simple way that all you have to do is share it or email it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's your come and see. When was the last time that you invited somebody personally to come to Christ Center Church on a Sunday? It's time for us, by the mandate of God, to enlarge our territory. I'm looking to triple what we see 
online on Sundays. But that can only happen when you say, come and see. And you see, I, I, I'm going to preach the word of God. It, ain't gonna be the, it might not be the popular message. It may be countercultural. But it will be life-changing every Sunday. Every Sunday, come and see. We put it in your hands. Our communications teams uh, create uh, graphics and all of that so that you will have what you need to say to somebody, come and see. All right, I'm out. Let me dismiss you. I declare in Jesus' name that you are ambassadors of Christ. I declare that because you have met him, you will run and say, come and see a man who told me everything I did. And then ask the question, could he be the thing you are missing in your life? I declare in Jesus' name that everything your hands touch will prosper. I declare that you are above only and not beneath the head and not the tail. I declare money comes to you, but not just money, the wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare in Jesus' name that on your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but the solution to the problem. I declare that your home is established in peace. I declare that your marriage is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. That your single life is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessings of God be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor go in peace. And the God of peace goes with you. I love you. I want you to have an amazing week. And I want you to remember kingdom loading. Kingdom loading. You'll hear from me soon. I'm building a gathering for us, a virtual gathering where we could do what we used to do when we came together called Pulse Checks. We're gonna be doing a Pulse Check soon where we just kinda of talk, I wanna hear what's on your heart and how you're managing what's happening in the world today. So our communications team will get that out to you. That's gonna happen in July. And I'm looking forward to it. So I love you, have an amazing week. I'll see you soon. You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today.